Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 144 of the podcast. Yes, 144. Third straight Friday episode. I might be getting back into the swing of things. I've figured some things out with my schedule. There's no annoying pets here. And I am officially recording the third straight episode of What Makes Me Mad in a week. So I'm talking about rising this thing back up from the dead, baby. That's what I'm doing. I just got done watching the Badgers score a conference win over Michigan State. So, securing a season sweep, regular season sweep, of the Spartans, which is something I can't boast about a whole lot in my life. So, it's weird I'm coming onto the podcast with good things to talk about. It's been a good week, mostly for my French, for the teams that I like to watch. The Bucks decided to move on from their coach and got a win. The Packers decided to finally move on from Joe Barry, which, praise God! And then also, too, they finally got rid of their uh, strength and conditioning coach. And it's like, yes, guys that aren't successful at their jobs should not keep their jobs. I'm all for, like, I don't like people getting fired or laid off unless it's in the sports world. Because, I mean, it's sports. It's fun. It's not super. Like, the, the rewards pay themselves off, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. You're a defensive coordinator, and your job is to stop offenses, and you can't do that, then we gotta go get somebody else in there. If your job is to keep guys from getting injured, and they keep getting injured, then you should be fired too. And that's what the Packers have done. They've rid themselves of that coaching, and hopefully it moves on to something better. They're able to hopefully hire some new guys, and then hopefully that leads them towards a Super Bowl run. Yeah, and then the Bucks decided to fire Adrian Griffin, first-year head coach, which I felt kind of bad about because it was his first year, but it sounded like he lost the locker room. And, uh, yeah, there's just some stuff going on behind the scenes. They weren't very good defensively. Like, they were a good team, but, like, you could see they're a bunch of, not a championship-level team yet. So we're bringing in Doc Rivers, which... I don't know how I feel about it just yet, alright? Like, a lot of it is on the players executing. But also, too, like, Doc Rivers, man. He's won one championship. And that was back in 2008. You wanna know what else was in 2008? George W. Bush was our president. Gas prices were up the wazoo and there was a recession. I think Donald Trump still had the reality... TV show of The Apprentice. Uh, Brett Favre. I think that might have been first year Aaron Rodgers quarterback for the Packers. Like, you name it. We've been through a lot as a country. We don't need to be going back to things all the way back 2008. All right. So he won that one championship with the Celtics. And then ever since then, has just been this big coaching commodity. But ever since then, he's lost in the championship in playoff games, he goes to the Clippers. It does, I mean, he, he helps, like, them become a better franchise. It's same with the 76ers. But with all that talent, you'd think he'd win one. 
No, he's choked away many games. And maybe that's, like, on the players, but at the same time, like, how many times are you able to get away with this? And so now, not only did the Bucks bring him in on an interim basis, they threw a bunch of money at him, and he's going to be around for a while. So even if he does good... I mean, like, even if he does bad, we still got to keep him unless we want to eat a $40 million contract. Ah, when I get mad, I, I get thirsty. So I'm taking a swig from my Chicago Cubs Yeti glass that one of my cousins got for me for Christmas. So that's why you hear those random pauses. But yeah, Doc Rivers, I don't know about it. I hope it works out well. I hope it inspires the boys to play hard. But I don't know. I am very nervous about it. Honestly, they should have just let me coach the Milwaukee Bucks. Because I would have done it for about $39 million and $999,000 less than Doc Rivers. And I probably would get you the same result. A soul-crushing playoff loss. But at least I'd have a little bit of fun with it. And it's like, hey, something new. Put me out there and I'd be like, come on, boys. Lock up. It, and, like, you can't tell me, like, that wouldn't be inspiring for the team to see. So, yeah, but aside from that, though, like, I'm pretty happy with how my teams are going. So, normally, I come on here and I complain about my sports teams. I really don't have to do that this week. This is pleasant. I'm able to enjoy life. Go out. Smell the roses. Look at the fog, which, I mean, I guess really isn't awe-inspiring. But I hate this Wisconsin weather. This Wisconsin weather is bad. Terrible. Every winter, I go in. I'm thinking, all right, I'll take a couple inches of snow here, a couple inches of snow there, and, you know, one or two snow days for everybody, and, you know, just nice 20 degrees, average temperatures, don't need it to be terribly cold, don't need it to be terribly warm. And what has this winter done? The exact opposite. Green Christmas, extremely warm December. Starts off January, extremely warm as well, too. We then get absolutely plastered with snow. Eight inches on one end. Six on another. No, it was eight inches on one. A foot on another. So now we have 18 inches of snow out there. And then all of a sudden it got really cold. And then also too when it got really cold the wind started blowing. So then that pushed all the snow out on the roads. And the roads were terrible because salt didn't work on the roads with all that snow on it. And it was still frozen. So then we had that for about a week. And then it just randomly warms up. And now it's raining in January which is stupid. I'd rather have snow because at least that doesn't worry me about climate change. Now we're having rain. And also, too, it's foggy up the ass. This whole week's been foggy. You know, do you know how fun it is to drive in fog? It's not. You can't hardly see anything. All you can see is just people at hazards checking up and everything. It's like, this is not safe. So it has just been a disaster weather-wise. When it's come to this January winter, it's been way too warm, it's been way too cold, random snow events here and there, and it's just been very inconsistent. I would have just taken some 20s, a couple inches of snow here, because I like it when snow melts in like February and early March, because then I'm, then I'm like, oh, spring is literally right around the corner. And I can tell you right now, spring's not around the corner. We're going to get a January thaw. Then we're going to get hit with some more snow in February. Then we're going to get more snow in March. Because for some reason, our weather patterns are just random now at this point. Where it used to be, 
okay, like winter you could kind of expect late November, go through December, January, February, be done by March. Now it's like push it back to April almost, and that's just not fun at all. And especially as someone who covers sports. I remember back being a freshman? No, sophomore. Sophomore in high school, I want to say it was. Uh, and there's a bunch of rainouts, cancellations, floods, you name it, Wisconsin had it. And I remember thinking, oh, man, thank God I'm not an athletic director. This is hilarious. I'm glad I don't have to worry about rescheduling all these events. But now as a sports writer, it's kind of like, ah, uh, I would like that copy uh, in my newspapers. I would like to write, you know, some sports sections, please. And so I'm very concerned about what's going to happen when it comes to spring weather here in Wisconsin. So I'm hoping it's a good, nice spring, but we'll have to see what happens. Because a lot of times what happens is first two weeks basically get canceled, and then it's a sprint to the finish. So yeah, that's been kind of driving me nuts. But I will say, though, uh, when I just got done uh, watching the Badgers, though, while I do enjoy my Big Ten basketball, one of the things, though, that grinds my gears this week is that the Big Ten Conference announced with their expansion, which is dumb, they're not taking everybody for the conference tournaments next, or starting at 2025, which is stupid. It's a conference tournament. Everybody should play in it. You had the perfect amount of teams. But then you decided to fuck around and add USC and UCLA. And then you got even more greedy and then add Washington and Oregon. None of those schools, aside from UCLA, are traditional powerhouses when it comes to basketball. Like, you're bringing them in. They're not going to be that great. Yeah, I get this whole thing was for football. But honestly, can we just start making realignment just football only? Instead of chasing all this big-time bucks when it comes to college sports? Like... I like the Big Ten tournament because no matter how bad of a year you could have, you could go into that tournament and win. And if you won and won and won and you got an at-large bid, guess what? You qualified for the NCAA tournament. And, you know, that was like a bid steal, right? And I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was 2021, Georgetown, absolutely horrible year. They get hot during the Big East tournament. They win said Big East tournament, and they qualified for the NCAA tournament with a losing record. And the only reason they're able to do that, automatic qualifying bid. So you mean to tell me, Big Ten, that you're going to not take all your top teams? Like, I mean, you're going to take all the top teams, but you got to take all the teams. It's only fair for everybody. Like, yeah, you have a bad regular season. I get that. And it's probably going to only be like the bottom four teams that miss out. But what I liked about it was you had the first day where it was just you had the two, two teams that... Uh, don't have a buy. They have to play. And, you know, they're not very good. But it's still a nice way to get into the, you know, tickets aren't going to be expensive. And then you're able to move on to your second round games. And then you move on to the teams that had the two buys on Friday. And then you had the quarterfinals on se semifinals on Saturday. And then you had the championship on Sunday. I don't know what's so hard about keeping tradition but man some of these commissioners just love to go in and just fuck everything up even then even if you're expanding to what 18 teams you could still do all 18 teams to the big 10 tournament just you're gonna have more games and who 
And who is like, yeah, you want to know we don't need more college basketball games? You have more matchups, you idiot. Oh, I want to say the guy's name is like Tony Gotti or something like that. I forget what the big tech commissioner's name is. But ever since we were blessed to have Jim Delaney, who did great things for the big tech conference. We had Kevin Warren, who was a Nimrod. And now we got this guy who's trying to put games on Peacock. And, and he's putting, you know, he's... Not going to take all these basketball teams to the conference tournament. What is this bozo doing? If I was in charge, first thing I'd do, I'd be like, Hey, USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, why don't you hit back to the coast and hang 10? Because y'all are out of the conference. I'm going back to how things the way they were. Oh, Peacock, by the way, you can go suck a cock. We're putting all these games on cable television where people are able to watch it without having to pay an extra $6.99 for streaming. I don't want to pay 7 bucks to hear Jack Collinsworth butcher a basketball game. The only reason why that guy is even working for NBC in the first place is because his dad is the color commentator for Sunday Night Football. He's not good. And you want me to pay money to listen to him? No, sir. Mm-mm. Not doing that at all. And so that's what I would tell, that's what I would tell, uh, if I was in charge of the Big Ten, I'd be like, uh, you guys that joined the conference, uh, hit the road, um, and then the, uh, NBC executives that think Peacock is so great, yeah, they can get fucked too, uh, we're putting the games on, you know, actual television, cause that's how you grow a sport, you let people watch the product, and if people watch the product, then they'll be able to enjoy it like I did when I was a young kid. And I've been hooked on basketball and football ever since then. Because I was able to watch it. Not let's put it behind a streaming service and try to make as much money off it as possible. No, that's not how things should be. So, yeah, I when I saw that the Big Ten was like announced that it's like, well, we have too many teams, so we're not going to take everybody to the Big Ten tournament. Whose fault is that? It's yours. It's not like the NCAA just dumped on all these conferences and we're like, hey, you need to take these guys. They need to find a home. No, you openly courted them. You wanted to add USC, UCLA. And then guess what? That made the Pac-12 uh, unsteady grounds. And then they couldn't figure out anything over there because their commissioner is also very dumb. And then Washington and uh, Oregon came calling to us. And it's like, why take all these teams then if you can't fit them all in? Just drives me nuts. Yeah, it's going to be cool to watch Ohio State take on Oregon in Oregon for a conference matchup. That'll be fun. I don't mind that. Like, even then for football, like, that, I like that's a cool non-conference game, even if. But no, it's like, we got to... Uh, do that for a TV deal. It's like, fuck the TV deal, man. Just drives me nuts. So, that's just kind of my gripe because it's like, what I like about the Big Ten Tournament and some of my favorite things growing up was when heist, was when teachers would wheel in the TV or they'd put the TV on the... Uh, Smart board. See, that's the kind of generations I've been in. I've been uh, young enough to see uh, the wheel of TV and also for the smart board for uh, teaching-wise, right? And they would put the big 
Big Ten tournament on said TV. Like, that was always an enjoyable day where it's like, all right, you guys can work. I'm going to put the Badgers on because they're playing uh, during the day. Like, are we really that dumb, Kevin, commissioner of Big Ten, whose name last name I forget? Like, we're not going to have more games on on tournament day? Like, are we dumb? And again, it's just I get, like, yeah, would, like, a team like Minnesota – like, do they really deserve a chance to go when they've been really terrible in big-time play? Yeah, no, I totally get it. But at the same time, it's conference tournament. If you win a conference tournament, that means you get an at-large bid for the postseason, and it's just really dumb that we're going to just take four guys. Like, it just takes away the chance. That was always there. You never know who's going to go on a magical postseason run. You never know who will get hot, who gets a, a guy back in time from injury and it's just a really dumb really dumb idea that i hope gets resolved soon and another thing that i hope uh that involves you know obviously things going to streaming services because i've bitched about it enough and i'm just gonna have to keep bitching about it wwe decided hey monday night raw you're officially going to netflix so that's right if you want to watch WWE events, you got right now what? Cable television? You got to have Peacock and now eventually Netflix. Because again, WWE doesn't make enough money. But no, now they have to get a Netflix. Netflix is uh, big money as well too. Because God knows they haven't made enough money from working year-round pay-per-views. You know, WrestleMania, the big four pay-per-views, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, you know, constantly touring throughout the U.S. Like, they already have two good uh, two good TV deals. They just signed one with Fox, but I guess that's officially gone by the wayside because now it sounds like SmackDown's going to USA and then Raw's going to Netflix, and I just hate it. I thoroughly hate it. Like, I liked what they did with Peacock. Like, I as much as I hate Peacock. All right, we'll put, you know, pre, pre-shows, post-shows, and extra content on Peacock if you want to get it. But Raw and SmackDown will still be your nuts and bolts. And then, obviously, we'll have our pay-per-view events. I totally get that. That's a great model. And then even then with pay-per-view, it's like, Hey, instead of always paying 54 bucks for it, you get the WWE Network. It's just going to be $9.99 a month. And then you get all your pay-per-views. And you can even watch, I think it was Raw and SmackDown as well, too. And it's like, well, shoot, that's honestly a really good deal. I might do that. But then it's Peacock, then. Uh, they signed on with it. And then it's like, all right, uh, our network is now a part of Peacock. So you have to get Peacock. Uh, so it's like, all right, I mean, I guess I'll get it. Now it's like, now you got to get Netflix. And it's like, Raw has been on TV for, I don't know how long, over 30 years, I think. And to take it off just seems like a really dumb decision on WWE's part. Like, again, you've had this tradition that Monday Night Raw has been on the air for over 30 years on TV. And that's how everybody's been able to get it. And now you're moving it behind a streaming service. Great job, you pricks. Just drives me nuts because, again, 
Guess who grew up watching Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown? This kid. And guess who got hooked on wrestling because of it? This kid. Guess who doesn't have a... Or guess whose parents are like my dad, like, and I watched Raw and SmackDown growing up. Like, especially, like, Raw. We'd always go downstairs, watch it on, you know, USA or Spike. And now it's like my dad, like, lives out in the country, obviously. They don't have reliable internet to have a streaming service out there. You mean to tell me he's got to get Netflix just so he can watch Raw? He likes watching Raw, man, and skipping through it, uh, DVRing it, everything like that. And you mean to tell me now it's going to go behind a... Like, a Netflix wall? No, I'm not... We're not doing that, all right? Again, like, my roommate has a Netflix subscription. I could easily watch Monday Night Raw, but I'm not going to do it because, again, I'm not going to give in to this streaming service deal. We've had cable TV since the dawn of time. You could easily do... Ex not exclusive, but, you know, package everything together. Be like, it's either on Netflix and Net, uh cable tv so it's like oh if you want to ditch cable just have netflix like great we have we're on netflix but also too if you ever get cable back we'll be there as well too because the whole point why we cut cable in the first place was because it was getting too expensive and there's just a lot of stuff on there that i don't need to watch and pay that much of a bill for so everybody cut cable and then streaming services came around and it was popular because it was cheaper and there's a lot of stuff on there that you were able to watch now everything's becoming exclusive, and now you need a bunch of streaming services uh, to watch to watch your shows. And then we're just all going to revert back to cable. And then it's really dumb, too, because now it's like, now they're going to raise their prices. Now they're adding ads to streaming services, and it's like, did you guys not learn anything from cable? Like, ay ay ay, we're going to do this whole, okay... We're going to be exclusively on Netflix, but then Netflix gonna, is going to come around because they're like, well, we just had to pay $200 million for WWE. We're going to raise our rates $2 now. Hey, sorry. And then after six months, it's going to be like, oh, how come people have dropped us because we raised our rates? No, that's not it. I know what we should do. We should do some layoffs. Should any of the corporate executives that thought moving, that thought, you know, raising the rates and spending money that we didn't have, what, what, are we the ones that should get laid off? Nah, we're just going to lay off all the people whose lives, you know, are like kind of going paycheck to paycheck because, you know, we'll be okay. We make the big money anyway. It just drives me nuts when it comes to these services, man. Every week it just seems like, you know, some sport is making a jump or this and that. I think that NWSL is on four different streaming services, which is just a great way to grow your product hey you want to watch us okay it's gonna cost you forty dollars a month for it have fun and it's just it technically it's still cheaper than cable technically like if you just wanted to get streaming services just to watch women's professional soccer still would be cheaper a month than cable but it's still like am i really getting that good of a deal where it's like i'm having to pay for all these streaming services and then maybe still would have to get cable on top of it like what are we doing here? What are we doing? So, it just kind of drives me nuts. Like, I enjoy sports, but this is probably becoming... It's just becoming frustrating. Because I grew up being able... Where you're able to flip on a game and watch it. And now it's like... Now you want to be able to flip on a game... But then all of a sudden you have to pay the streaming service as well too. Or you got to have reliable internet. Or we're going to do this or we're going to do that. And it's just like... 
you know, we had a great model over time. And now we're putting everything behind a paywall. Really? That's what we're going to do? All right. that's That works out great for you. That was a really long swig, and I was afraid that I was going to try to swallow it, and then I was going to start coughing. So I apologize for, like, that six-second delay of me just basically wristling water in my mouth. So, yeah, it just it just drives me nuts. And, again, it's kind of – it's just really bad timing, though, on Netflix's part because WWE involved in a major scandal where its founder had to step down. Or, I mean, not really its founder, but, you know, like CEO – uh, guy who calls the big calls the shots, Vince McMahon had to step down. One of their major superstars is also involved in that scandal. Like, there's gonna be a bunch of stuff at the people at the top of the WWE board that are basically gonna get shook to the core. I feel like because of the sexual assault uh, scandal that's going on, and I think potentially, I think it's actually sex trafficking, but it's not good. It's a billionaire that was abusing his power. He's gotten away with it for so long. Nobody ever held him accountable because it was his company. And now that they're involved with all these shareholders and different prof or different companies and everything like that, now all of a sudden it's starting to catch up with him a little bit. And he had this scandal with like the non-disclosure agreement or something like that that he had somebody inside, and it got leaked, and he had to resign the first time I think it was or something like that. And then his daughter, who is still with the company. Walks out to a ring, leads a thank you Vince chant for the crowd to chant along with, which it's like, what are you doing? Do you not understand like what your dad is getting punished for? That's not something you go to a ring and have a crowd chant with. Like when Dan Snyder sold Washington uh, Commanders. Uh, or no, no, no. I got a better example. Better, better example. When Donald Sterling of the Los Angeles Clippers had to sell the Clippers because he was involved in a really bad scandal that involved racist remarks for a team that's pretty much African-American. Like, they didn't have... The Clippers didn't have Blake Griffin go to center court and lead a thank you Sterling chant. No, they realized how much of a piece of shit the guy was and they blackballed him. And that's what WWE should have done with Vince McMahon. I don't care if he's your dad, Stephanie. You shouldn't do that. He then... Yeah, so they lead the thank you Vince chant. Oh, and like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I understand what Vince has done for the business. He's done a lot. But also, too, he's also monopolized the business. He's ate up basically all his competitors until just recently. He bought up all the territories, drove them out of business. And then, like, has done all, like, the stuff with what he's written in storylines, promos, what he has said, all this other stuff. Horrible businessman outside of wrestling. Like, he literally just got lucky because of wrestling. That's all what it took for him to become as powerful as he is. He then decides, oh, I'm just going to come back because, you know, wrestling, like, he's literally going to die, like, working for wwe right like it's his blood i totally get it but he then proceeds to come back even though the board is like ah, eh, we don't think you should vince is like ah, i'm still gonna come back and they're just like all right guess he's coming back he then walks himself to a ring and just says now then 
forever, I think it was what it was. And then he walked back, and it's like, is everybody this tone deaf in the company? Like, the dude has got a major scandal on his hands. And then guess what happens uh, on Thursday? The scandal then breaks where it's even worse than what we thought because it involves uh, expli- or explicit photos getting uh, moved around to different people. You know, there's major people that are at, like, you know, their reputations are on the line. It doesn't look good for a whole lot of people. And especially the fact that while all this was going on, while Vince McMahon was being investigated, WWE's initial thought was, I know, let's still think about how great Vince McMahon is. And, like, let's lead on uh, the crowd in chance of Vince McMahon. And guess what? Now I feel really shitty for supporting that company. And even tomorrow, like, I still want to watch the Royal Rumble and everything like that. I'm still a wrestling fan, but I swear to God, nobody tries to hurt their fans harder sometimes. It's WWE and NFL that go back and forth on actively trying to piss off their fans. And it's so frustrating. And it's just like, and especially, they signed the Netflix deal, I think it was on Tuesday. So it was about two days of, I guess, goodwill for the company. And then it's like all that breaks. So it's like, hmm, you want me to give Netflix $9.99 a month just so I can watch Monday Night Raw, which sometimes isn't the greatest show. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Then on top of that, it's like you still perform in Saudi Arabia, which I've talked about previously on this on these podcast episodes. And now you want me to still do all that while the CEO of the company was doing all this shady shit that I'm sure a lot of people still up top knew about. And you want me, a consumer, to spend money on that? Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, Maybe I won't get that money too. Maybe I'll get it next month. It just frustrates the shit out of me because it's like it wrestling is so fun to enjoy. But you have people like Vince McMahon in charge where it's like, man, I don't want to support this asshole at all. And I don't want him anywhere near WWE ever again. There's a lot of people that deserve, I feel like, that should lose their jobs. There's a lot of people that deserve a lot of shit because they had to have known what was going on. And even the fact that they had originally investigated it and didn't do much about it, they let Vince McMahon back into the company yeah i bet i hope all the shareholders are pissed and i hope a bunch of people lose money on it that is the best way i hope the girl that has to deal with you know uh dealing with uh sexual assault and everything like that i hope she gets like i hope she gets wwe basically for everything they've got and she's at least able to have a little bit of positivity in her life and all the people that are involved with wwe that are going to come out looking bad after this, man, I hope you fuckers lose your job and you never get it back. So that's going to do it, though, for this week's edition of What Makes Me Mad. I'll probably talk more about the wrestling thing next week when I have a little bit more little bit more uh, info on my hand. It was just basically Vince announced that he was resigning again, like 20 minutes before I came onto the podcast to start recording. So I didn't have all my apples in a bunch yet. But it's just like, why did anybody think that was a good idea? But anyway, like I said, thank you guys for listening. I will see you next time. Thank you.